Welcome to this special presentation of Bait and Switch Podcast Sports, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Any other use of this podcast or descriptions or accounts of this broadcast without the consent of the Bait and Switch Podcast is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast for our annual baseball season preview. We've got our guests, as always, Jeff Grayson. Jeff, welcome. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Jeff, former Fox Sports analyst for the Brewers. We've got former Brewer Jerry Augustine. Welcome, Jerry. Nice to be with you guys. And we got our third expert, our own Jim Martin. Welcome, Jim. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Hey, I want to talk first about the health of the game. Uh, Baseball, when I was growing up, that was the sport. You know, everybody knew who was in the World Series. Uh, baseball was follows America's pastime, and that's kind of dwindled a little bit here as the ascendancy, say, of the NFL, maybe the ascendancy of the NBA. You've seen other sports like the Indy 500. That was a thing when we were kids. Not so much anymore. Nothing is guaranteed in uh, the world of sports. Nothing's guaranteed in business. Baseball felt, and I feel, as a casual fan, they needed to do something to snazz up the game. Uh, you know, today's audiences. The younger kids, you know, they don't want something that takes forever. And uh, most, um, the biggest change is the pitch clock. And again, being somebody that thinks baseball needs to change a little bit, I'm all for it. Let's start with the only guy on this panel that played Major League Baseball who was a pitcher. All right, Chris, I'll Gary- take it. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Augustine, pitch Jim. clock. <laughs> Jerry, what do you think? The pitch clock, are you for it or against it? I, I don't mind it. I think it's good for baseball. I think if it speeds up the game a little bit, uh, I think uh, what we've seen in spring training this year, that it really hasn't bothered guys. It just makes guys uh, a little bit more uh, focused on getting the ball on the mound and focusing on what they want to do next. It's it's kind of a, a, a thing where you speed up the game and just a little bit, uh, and I think it's helped. I think it's shortened the game. I, I think it makes a guy concentrate and being able to locate his pitches and focus and being able to go out there and do his job that he's supposed to do. So I like it. I don't think there's any problem with it. Were you a, a, a faster pitcher in your day? I like to go quick. I was a guy that got the ball and it didn't take long. Just give me the sign. I'm ready to go. Uh, I was a guy who walked around the mound and, and did all these different things that some pitchers do, rub up the ball, all these things. I was the kind of guy who got the ball, wanted to get back on the mound. I wanted to get off the field as soon as possible. Hey, Jeff, did you see that one pitcher that's like got a system on his arm where he picks his own pitch? Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't see that. I I think I think this is good, but I think that baseball kind of brought this on for the last couple of decades. When you look at classic games, if you ever have, whether it's YouTube or you know, it used to be a classic sports network, you look back at when Augie played or the Brewer teams we grew up watching. It was pitch. And guy gets in the box and let's go. Right. And I think over a couple of decades, you had hitters getting out of the box after every pitch, adjust the wristband, adjust the batting glove. You had Mike Hargrove, the human rain delay. I mean, Ryan Braun won an MVP, but remember he'd get out. He'd look, look at the third base coach. He'd look over here. Every time he'd undo his gloves. Every every single Mm -hmm. pitch they did that. And then something that Augie and I got to do, we got to be on TV talking brewers for over a decade. When Augie pitched, when we grew up, there weren't that many games televised. Remember, it was a yep. big deal when the Brewers Jeez. were on TV. Big deal. Yep. You know, well, 
just about every team has almost every game televised locally. And then, of course, you've got the national broadcasts that are usually once or twice a week. But so you've got TV, you've got commercials, you've got tons of pitching changes. And then you've got really what I think really was a that they allowed is the batters getting out of the box. And then, you know, it also might make uh, defenders less alert. I love what Augie said. It's like, let's go. But I also think of the John Wooden uh, motto, which is one of my favorites. He was a basketball coach, but I think it holds true. Be quick, don't hurt. And so, you yeah. know, get in a rhythm that gets the game in a rhythm. And in spring training, the average game has been 235. Now, I know things will, you know, we all know things will get a little different in the regular season and there's going to, you know, the games will all be televised. But if you can keep a baseball game in rhythm without forcing the issue to about two and a half hours, I mean, that used to be the norm. If we had a three hour game, it was because of one extra innings. I mean, when Augie and I worked together doing the Brewers, you could bank on three hours for sure. (laughs) That was a given. Yeah, yeah. That was a quick game. Yeah, that was yeah. a quick game and, most of the time. Yeah. If someone, if it was, if it was two, if it was two thirty-five, it was because uh, someone had like a no hitter. That, yeah. That's the only yeah. reason. Right. Jim, are you a traditionalist? Uh, how about and also let's talk about the bigger bases. Is any of this bothering you? You're good with change. Um, you know, first I want to go back to the pitching thing. I'll just say just, you know, because everybody cares about what I do when I was a pitcher, you know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when I was a pitcher, I was also, I worked really quick too. You get the ball, look at the sign. Okay. Let's go. Boom. And, and occasionally I get hitters that are, they didn't like, they don't like that. Right. They want to do the whole. Right. So they would step out and they'd be like walking around. They think they're, they're like upsetting me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd be on the, like, uh, usually what would happen is like, Oh yeah. Okay. No, this is good because. I started hurrying, right? I was going, I was going quick, but then I was starting to rush myself almost, you know, and, and so w- by them slowing things down, instead of, it actually put me in a better rhythm. But anyway, that's my story. Um, traditionalist, uh, I'm not, mm, I don't think I'm so much of a traditionalist. I think, I think this, uh, this bigger base thing combined with, uh, not just the pitch clock, but the only, the ability to only throw over to first base twice, right? I think that's going to increase the, the number of stolen bases. I think mm-hmm. that's the whole idea, right? They're kind yeah. of to follow uh, a football sort of analogy. They're, they're trying to get more offense, right? Offense right. is, is the exciting part of the game. Um, for, for most casual fans. I think for me, I love, I love a good pitcher's duo. I love watching where they're throwing the ball and all that analysis, the, the fine detail stuff, but most, most casual fans don't like that. So I think it's going to be good. I think, um, you know, to make the bigger, the bigger bases, I think they said this means it's going to be like four and a half inches shorter from first to second. And you've seen guys getting just barely thrown out. I think there's, I mean, there's going to be a lot more stolen bases, um, for those two reasons alone. And I think that's, that's going to make things more exciting. Uh, so I, I'm okay with it. Um, and the pitch clock thing, I'm, I'm okay with that too. Uh, I, one argument I heard about, you know, these guys getting in and out of the box all the time is that, you know, they're getting, it's, it's not the back in the days where they're throwing 85, 90, even 92 was high. You know, these guys are throwing 95, 97, 98. It's, you have to be, everything has to be exactly right mm-hmm. to be able to be, have that focus and the concentration hit that ball coming at you like that. So that's kind of the argument is like, you know, if I'm just a little bit uncomfortable by my wrist, you know, well, then that's going to affect my hitting. I think that, yeah. but, you but, know, but I'm okay with it. But they both have to adjust pitcher and batter. Augie, what about yeah. this fielding, uh, banning the fielders from shifting too much? How do you th- think about that? Hey, I think it's really interesting. I think the game of baseball is you want to put offense in the offense in the game more. You take away the shifts. I mean, we've had you have guys who 
when you go into the shifts are playing second baseman are playing short right field and mm. bring guys out at first and you shift the different shifts that you do taking how many times do we see a five six three double play and you don't see that very much in the, in all of baseball so um i think uh, you know the shifts i, I really kind of like what's going on i like i think it's going to going to help a lot of hitters but i'm going to tell you what it's going to change the game in a lot of aspects pitchers are going to have to really bear down and pitch to a little bit different than they have in the past i think the analytic departments this winter have been going crazy mm-hmm. on saying what do you do well how does the how do we pitch to this guy and they've got this breaking down broken down to a science but guys are going to have to change they're going to have to locate the ball differently they're going to have to pitch their pitch a little bit differently but at the same time i like i like the part where the the shifting they don't have the the shifting like they had in the past i think it's going to be interesting for the game of baseball i think it's going to it's going to be a lot of fun with a lot of more, more run score i think it's also going to be help to help the pitcher say hey you know what you really got to get dialed in and know what you're doing here and you got to locate and execute execution is going to be premier amongst all pitching staffs yeah yeah i here here i'm going to I'm the complete non-traditionalist. I'm going to throw an idea out to you guys that you're all going to reject. But hmm. let me let me throw this out to Excellent. you. How about this? <laughs> no. How about this? <laughs> uh, walks after three balls, but the third strike, if you follow it out, that's a strike just like everything else. Take a hike. <laughs> Reminds me about softball a little bit. Yeah, so keep right, it well, moving. I'll move on. I'll move on from that. I, hey, I Chris, the, I, that's would, a good, good call. But yeah, but, but we're playing the bar league softball for those. Kind yeah, of we did that in softball at the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Because uh, otherwise, you'd be there. I, yeah. I'm not trying to be a contrarian. That's one of my favorite words, by the oh, way. Very nice. Because I thank you. Uh, I agree with what Augie said about the shift. On the other hand. We were talking off air about Cecil Cooper. He could go the opposite way. There's part of me. I'm I'm mostly against the shift because I agree with Augie. But there's a part of me that says, you know what? People don't bunt anymore. There weren't any stolen bases. How about somebody hitting to the opposite field? You don't have to be as good as Cecil Cooper was, but defy the shift. Are you that limited as a hitter? Now, I'm pretty much in agreement, like I've said a few times, about how the shift really – it almost felt like it was rigged. It was so easy for the defense, even though they still had to make the plays. But there's part of me that thought, you know, let's go hitters. Let's def- defy it. We do, you know, do something else because the defense is taking a chance. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, the point was moved because the shift just, it was, you know, as easy as pie to get the guy out. Yeah. Hey, Jim, how about this? Do you think that uh, opposite field hitting is down because of what you said, uh, the, the pitch speeds are going up higher. Well, that's that. Well, that would be uh, contrary to pitch speeds going up higher. Actually, pitch speeds okay. going up higher, the bat's a little slower. It's going to go okay. up as it feel more often. But, sure. but it is. You know, I, I was Jeff is interesting because I had the same thought. My initial reaction to the shift is like, just hit the other way. You're professionals. <laughs> just learn to hit right. the other way. And then I think like. Mm, but that's my dumb self talking, right? It's, it's hard enough to hit yeah. again, hit the ball, exactly. period. Exactly. And now you're going to try and, but you know, I mean, these guys are the best of the best in the world. So if anybody yeah. can do it, they can do it, which leads me to think that maybe it just 
can't be done because they, <laughs> but what I really liked with the guys were the guys who would just lay down the bunt down the third you know, lefty, yeah. lay down the yep. bunt down the third base line. Fine. You want to do that to me? I mean, sure. I don't have to be a, a great opposite field hitter, but I sure can practice yep. laying a bunt down that way, you know, and, and fine. Yep. You want to play it that way. But, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm better. Uh, I like the shift better. Or not. I like this rule. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, like I think it's overall, I think it's good yeah. too. Right. Is there any guys you guys were talking about and it's hitting the ball the opposite way? And I think Jeff brought up a great point with Cecil Cooper. I think if you look at the game of baseball today, you look at the home runs, you look at home runs. I think you, if you take it, a hitter, a right hand hitter hitting it from center to left <laughs> and a right left hand hitter center to right. I think if you look at the home runs, I think you find it pretty well balanced as far as hitting home runs the opposite way. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. guys' power is not. Power is not a pull. Most hmm. guys' power is the opposite opposite way. And I huh. think you see that a lot. And I bet you if you looked at the home runs, you look at statistics, what guys do, I think you would be you'd be shocked at how many home runs I are really hit the opposite way as opposed to guys who just pull the ball. It's very different than having a Don Money who used to say, Hey, <laughs> if there's a runner on base and I had to hit the ball the other way, what did I do? I bunted at the second baseman. <laughs> and that sure. the guys are now in that in that era where they have to if they can't hit it the opposite way, they don't last long. On money. Well yeah. done, Augie. Is <laughs> is there any other major uh change of rules that I'm missing here? No. Mm-hmm. No, I I think those think are so. the biggies. I yeah, think you you touched on the I think you touched on the main ones. I think the shift one will be yeah. good overall. I think it'll be a positive one. All right. All right. Well, let's move on then. Let's talk about the division. Where do you guys see the Brewers finishing in their division? What uh what's the order in our division here? Let's start with uh let's start with Augie this time. Okay, we're gonna go with division. Uh, I tell you what, I think our division is gonna be really interesting this year. Um, I, I think when you look on on paper, I think you have to look at the Cardinals. Uh, I think you do every year. Uh, I would say the Cardinals, Brewers. So if you look at the prognosticators, I just learned that word yesterday, so I'm going to use it today. Uh, <laughs> uh, the prognosticators will say that you'll probably get 50-50 of Cardinals Cardinals and, and Brewers who win the division. But I, I think you got to be careful of the Cubs. The Cubs are doing a couple things this year that I think are really interesting, what they're doing. They're changing their culture. How are they changing their culture? They're going out and getting guys like they're signing Swanson, they, Bellinger, uh, Hosmer, and, and Barnard. And they, they got some good young pitching. I think when you look at this, it's really a three-team race. I think any one of those three teams get hot. They can win it. I think the difference in the balance schedule is going to make a big difference on who wins our division. You'd have to say the Cardinals are probably favored, followed by the Brewers and then the Cubs. But then when you look at what the Reds have, the Reds and the Pirates each have a little aspect to their team that they could come up and hurt you a little bit. And I think on the Reds' part, it's the good young starters they have. I think when you talk about the Pirates' part, it's the good young defensive players and offensive players they have. So, But I think in our division, it's Cardinals, uh, Brewers, either one. You pick either one is a good pick. And then the Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. Uh, Jeff, uh, Augie just said a phrase, balanced schedule. Did something change regarding the schedule? And who are your picks in the division? Well, I, I think are you referring to Augie, just, I, I, just how everybody in the division plays each other the same, uh, you're saying same amount. The balance, what, I'm, what I'm referring to, Jeff, it's the balanced schedule they have now because yeah. this year we're going to see Otani and, and, and Mike Trout at, at, at American Family Field. Right. They scored, played 19 games 
in your division against each team. Now it's just 13. That's okay. a big difference yeah. in the schedule. And yeah. you take a team like the Pirates, the Cardinals, and the and the Brewers last year. Where did they make hay? They made hay in the division. Yeah, that's right. I I um I have a hard time. I brought up their uniforms in a, our earlier show. I have a hard time picking against the Cardinals almost every year, and it pains me because we're all Brewer fans. But to me, they're they're the the kind of the mirage on the desert highway that you're always trying to catch. And we have to prove that we can catch them. Uh, I think the Cardinals, they have to almost, you know, you have to show me if you can do it. They almost have to show me if they can't do it. And I'm not saying this is going to be their best team. I'm not saying that at all. Ironically, they're from the show me state, but continue. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> well done. I like that. I got to go Cardinals first. Um, I think Brewers and Cubs in a toss up for second, because we're brewers, let's let's say it, say it. But I am almost totally in agreement with Augie. I I really like what the Cubs have done. You know, the Cubs through the ebbs and flows, they had a team almost about seven years ago that looked built for a really nice four or five year run. Those guys are gone. Those days are over. You know, from Rizzo to Bryant, et cetera, it's all gone because it just they they gave up uh, a lot of young players to go for it and, you know, add to their nucleus that's gone. But now what have they done? They've got some prospects and they got some, a lot of cash and don't forget the cash cow that is Wrigley field and what the Cubs did to renovate the ballpark, their TV deal, everything around the ballpark. The Cubs have a ton of money to spend and they spent it, you know, and they really believe in uh, uh, Dansby Swanson is one of the, you know, the heart of this new movement. So I think the Cubs could finish second, but I'm going to, I'm going to be swayed. Um, I'll, I'll put the Brewers second, but I, 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 I got a tough time not picking the Cubs second. We'll go Brewers second, Cubs third. I'm going to put the Reds fourth and I'm going to have the Pirates fifth, but uh, someone's going to have to prove to me that they can catch the, catch the Cardinals. They just seem to find a way. And they also have a knack for a, a big move uh, roster wise around uh, mid around the all-star break. They have a knack for doing that. So if it's a close race or if they feel like they could get home field throughout the national league, they're kind of renowned for that. So I go Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. All right, Jim. Jeff, you forgot about their uh, Hall of Fame starting pitcher closet that they just seem to walk into or pull yeah. about two or three of them out of every yeah. year. We don't have no idea who these guys were. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to be the contrarian prognosticator. Nice. I use both of your words. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to have to say I, I do. Th- I think the Cardinals are going to run away with this division. I don't think it's even a question. Um, unfortunately, I then I think it's going to be the Cubs. I think the Brewers and the Reds battle it out for fourth. I, I, I really think the Brewers are going to struggle this year. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I hate saying that. I know they got, they got Woodruff and, and Burns and Peralta and, you know, mm-hmm. and Miley. I, I'm really excited about Miley coming back, even though it's, it, he was here a few years ago, really performed well. I was disappointed yep. when they let him go. And then he's a few years older now and, and he was a little older then, but I really, I'm actually really excited about him. I thought, yeah. I think he'll do really well. But so we got those starters. I'm, I'm iffy on the, on the mid relief. Um, mm-hmm. we went over the closer situation. Uh, last uh, half hour, but I, I really think it, it, the Reds might leapfrog them. I know last year, uh, I said the, the Brewers and the Cardinals were going to duke it out and that, that happened. And then I was completely wrong with the next three. It was the Cubs. I think it was the Cubs, Reds, Reds and Pirates were tied mm-hmm. for, for the basement. But, but I think it's going to be cards, uh, cards, Cubs, uh, Brewers, Reds, 
ish, and then uh, the Pirates will bring up the bring up the back end there. Right, I admit, our- I admit, my pick has a little bit of heart in it, and yeah, it might I be no it might be misplaced. <laughs> I think if things go right, if that pitching can can you know kind of carry things early, that could be a good sign for the Brewers. But I understand where you're coming from. I- I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping yeah. the bats pick it up, and that, that'd be great. I mean, I. I I would I would not be disappointed if I was completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Augie, give me two yes. names from the National League, two other teams uh, from the National League other than, say, the Cardinals and maybe the Brewers that you think are going to be up there. I like the San Diego Padres. I think when you look at their lineup and what they can bring to you and their pitching staff, I think they do everything they can in the game of baseball to make them make them a total team, uh, both on the uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball. And uh, I just think they're a really fun ball club to look at. But I think the other team that's going to be really, really interesting, and I think it's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. I th- everybody talks about the, the about, about the New York Mets and what they're doing and all they've got. But I tell you what, the Phillies, when they get everybody healthy, when they get mid-June and they get Harper back, and they got, they, you know, they've, they're going to be a solid ball club. They were solid last year, and they weren't healthy. They're going to be even more solid this year. And they've improved their pitching on the in the bullpen. They got a couple guys on that bullpen now that can come and get people out. I think the Phillies are going to be very interesting. I know everybody's going to be talking the Mets and the the Mets and the Braves, but I I, I just think for some reason I got the Phillies and the Padres being two teams that you know we better look out for because I think they're going to be pretty good. How yeah. big a surprise? Now the Phillies represented the National League in the World Series. How big a surprise was that? I, I thought it was. I think they played great baseball at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at it, uh, the, the the way they played, they got they they really swung the bat good when they had to. Uh, you go in that ballpark again. You take their ballpark is a good hitting ballpark. It's a good home run hitting ballpark, and you hit the ball to the gaps. Uh, I just think they they their their team came on with Harper and everybody started playing very good baseball. And you take Riamuto behind the plate, and they're solid up the middle. That's a team that's a solid. You know, if there's a weakness in this ball club, I think it's in center field. And I think they've they've got some couple kids that can play out there. But their pitching is pretty dominant. Uh, they've got a good starting staff. Their bullpen's better. But I, I just think the Phillies are going to be really good this year and battle for it. And I, uh, San Diego Padres, I think they're going to be better than the Dodgers. Yeah. Jim, uh, uh, Augie's like in San Diego and Philly. Uh, name two teams in the National League that you think are going to be up there along with the Cardinals. Yeah, the first one that popped into my head was was San Diego. First, oh yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we've been talking about the Brewers with, uh, you know, what's what's their weak point? Fielding, you know, bullpen, and 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 the thing you said with the Phillies was not 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 fielding or pitching. It's one position. Like their weakness is center field. Like that's it. Like that's a pretty great position to be in. Um, no, yeah, the Padres for sure. Um, I'm trying to stay away from the Dodgers because they always seem to be just like the natural pick, kind of like the Yankees. Like ah, oh, they just spend a lot of money. Of course, they're going to be up there. Um, so I'm trying to stay away from them, but, uh, I, I think the, you know, I think the Mets are going to be good, but the Mets, are, it just feels like the Mets are just the Mets. They're just never going to really get over that hump, you know? So, um, and I, I like the Phillies too, uh, because they were, because I mean, like you said, last year, last year they went to the World Series and they weren't completely healthy, right? So, um, so, it, you know, you'd think it would be, uh, it would be kind of a no brainer that they get there and, and maybe even win it this year. Uh, that feels like so. I, I I'm I'm with Augie. I think San Diego and and Philadelphia, uh, with kind of a, I don't know, a Mets Braves chaser, you know, if you will. So, <laughs> all right, Jeez. Jeff, 
we're, we're, we're kind of boring, but I'll, I'll try to state it differently. Okay. Here's, here's the thing with San Diego. Cause that's the first team that came into my mind, but you guys know this as well. Okay. Milwaukee, smallest market in baseball. We always wore that as a badge of honor because it's not easy to be in the mix every year. And under Craig Council, the Brewers, let's face it, they have been pretty much they're in the mix every year. And that says a lot. San Diego is one of the, the smaller markets in major league baseball. They are spending like they're the Dodgers or the Yankees. They are, you want to say all your poker cliches, they're all in. They get Soto. They may lose him in a year or two because he's he'll be a free agent. They made that mega deal for Soto. They signed uh, Machado. You know, they made, made a huge deal with him. They paid mm-hmm. Tatis Jr. a huge amount of money to keep him. And if I'm not mistaken, they made a run at somebody else spending big-time money and to top it off. Their offer to Aaron Judge was over $400 million. He would have made a lot more money going to San Diego than staying with the Yankees. But he couldn't turn down the chance to stay with the Yankees, be named the captain. San Diego is all in. Now, the question is, they have got a young, relatively young roster. They're not that young. I mean, we saw Machado against the Brewers in the National League Championship Series several years ago, so it's not like he's 21 years old. Pressure's on these guys. They showed what they could do last year, but I think you got to keep your eye on them. I think the injury to uh, Lux for the Dodgers was was big. And the funny thing about the Dodgers is, yes, they're the second biggest market in baseball, and they can spend whenever and whatever they want. They've let some guys go, and and they're pretty good at developing players too. And they've got superior scouting, you know, especially uh, in in the you know outside the United States. Um, the thing I like about Philadelphia, they remind me just a little. I don't know if this is I'm way off the mark here, but the Kirk Gibson teams with the Tigers and Augie had to go against those teams. To me, one of the toughest minded teams. Nobody was going to get the best of them mentally. You had Gibson, Lance Parrish. You had the the savvy of Whitaker and Trammell. And then you had Jack Morris on the mound. <laughs> Tough mentally. And they, you know, they won, they won a World Series. And you're thinking, where's he going? That was ancient history. When I look at that Phillies team, I don't know if they have the most talent. I think the Padres on paper have the most talent. But those guys are got tough when you needed them to be tough. They've got some players with Real Muto, and they've got, uh, of course, Bryce Harper, who when he's on the field and in that ballpark, watch out. I just I, – I, it kills me to say this because I'm sorry, Philadelphia, but I can never stand any of your teams, but they don't like any <laughs> Philadelphia teams. I'm sorry. I don't. It goes back to when the Bucks used to lose to the Sixers all the time. Uh, but I, I, I really like the moxie, the toughness. And just how the Phillies got hot at the right time. The one asterisk I'll give you in a very long answer is with the Mets. They got Scherzer and Verlander. Can they, can they find the magic again after all those years? And you've got a manager who's been around the block several times and Buck Showalter. I don't know. Like Jim said, the Mets always seem to be the Mets. They spend kajillions of dollars and that's all it winds up to be. So I've got the same answer as uh, my cohorts here, Chris. I've got the, I think the Padres and the Phillies, but the one thing about the Mets that I do respect is the just Scherzer and Verlander. How could you not respect those guys? And those guys are together again. Yeah. Now, Augie, I'm going to come back to you for the American League, but I got one quick question for you. Going back to San Diego, how is Steve Garvey not in the Hall of Fame? Who is yeah. your number one? Who is your number one player? <laughs> 
that yeah. isn't in the Hall of Fame that should be in the Hall of Fame? Wow. Uh, boy, I, you know, that's a tough one. I'll let all of you think about that. You will, we'll answer that later. Let's come back to it. I'm going to say okay, Steve Garvey. How is yeah. it? Uh, this will take some time. Wow. Okay, so American League. Last year, the final four for the American League, to uh, use a basketball analogy, Houston against Seattle, Yankees against Cleveland. Houston beats the Yankees. They go on to uh, represent the American League in the National in the World Series and go on to win the World Series last year. Houston, Seattle, Yankees, Cleveland, final four. What do you think is coming out of the American League? Give me the final four for the American League. You know, I... You can, you have to pick Houston. Houston mm-hmm. is just one of those teams that they just, they've got it. When you talk about baseball, you talk about the a name of a team. You talk about a team. Houston is a team. Went from top to bottom. Every aspect of the Houston Astros, you have to put the, the word team in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a me in there, but all the me's have to get better to make a team. And they're one one uh, one ball club that I think you have to say you got to pick them. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be right there. Yeah, they got a couple injuries now, but they're going to they'll overcome that. They're just too good of an organization and a, a team not to do that. Other than that, boy, it's tough. I think Seattle's going to be a pretty good team. I'll tell you what, it's really interesting when you have Otani and Mike Trout on the same team, and then you look at some of the other players they've got around them. If <clears throat> California Angels get any pitching, any pitching at all, look out for the California Angels. Offensively, they're as good as anybody. I think defensively, you look at what they have, they're pretty decent, but it's the pitching where they're going to be a little lackluster. I think after that, you have to look over to the American, the East, and our, the Central, and you got to say Cleveland. I think Cleveland, year in, year out, is just a great ball club. They have got pitching wise, they're going to be very good. They probably have the top closer in all of baseball, and they have guys who put the bat on the ball. They don't strike out. They move runners over. They can hit for power. I think when you look at it, the the talk of the league is Houston and Cleveland. All right, Jim, what do you think? Uh, uh, Final four in the American League. Give me four teams. Okay, before we do that, I just have to Jeff. I just remembered Edwin Diaz blew out his knee. The World Baseball Classic is starting Mets Mets. Yeah, downswing that's already, huge. right? That is oh, huge. That's a big deal. Oh, so yeah. that's that's a, that's something I like to talk about too. If we get to that in just a minute, a quick thought about World Baseball Classic. But anyway, uh, it, American League, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm just I'm mostly with Augie. I mean, Houston and Cleveland, I think are going to be uh, right there, of course, and uh, and I think the Yankees are too. I think they just they have a really good team. Um, it's just they always seem to have a really good team. It just seems to be. Um, Will the chemistry come together for them to actually play as a team? They always have a lot of good players. It just doesn't necessarily come together as that chemistry. And last year it started to seem to do that. So I, I think, I think they're going to be, uh, I think they're going to be right there. And, um, and then the fourth team, uh, I mean, I could go with Seattle because, you know, that's, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be good too. They got Colton Wong now, you know, I mean, they're going to be, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, somebody, I, I don't, just like last year, I said the same thing. I just listened to last year's like three days ago. So, um, but, uh, I don't know a lot about the American League anymore. So, um, I mean, I'd like to throw a team like the Red Sox out there or something like the Rays or something, but I really don't know. I mean, because the, you know, for a while they were always duking it out, the three of them, Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, always to get that top spot in the East. And, and, um, I don't know if that's true anymore. I don't know if they, they've sunk to 
new lows. I picked them last year, and I think they came in last. So, <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff, how up are you on the American League? Let's uh, your- a, a little bit. I I don't. I mentioned Aaron Judge uh, earlier because people thought he was going to go to the Giants, and then no one expected the Padres to come in and offer him over four hundred million dollars. What does he do? He stays with the Yankees, and they make him a captain. I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I just have this odd feeling. Um, I really like Aaron judge. He seems like a great guy. Um, you know, again, growing up watching Augie's brewers, I couldn't root again, root for the Yankees, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think, I think the Yankees, maybe they get over the top this year. Um, I think what Augie said about Houston and Cleveland is right. Uh, they're, you know, Cleveland, continues to be the the consistent class of uh, the American League Central. The Twins were able to have this circus with Correa and keep him. He's he's back, but I th- I think it's the Guardians. I think it's the Guardians there. Houston has the Altuve injury, right? Isn't Altuve have does yeah. he have a he's got an injury to start the season. I'll be curious if that sets him back, but they seem to respond well. Um, I think it's those three teams. Uh, Seattle was a, in my opinion, a nice surprise last year, but, um, I, I think it's going to be the, the same. I'm going to, I'm just going to, if you want me to pick one, I, I just have this weird feeling about the Yankees this time. I know last year I thought the White Sox might have a great year, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like things might be settled down there now with Judge and he's the captain. And I know it's, you know, it's a 25 man roster, not one, but, um, that's, that's who I think in order. Yankees, uh, Cleveland and, uh, Yankees, Houston and Cleveland. Your sleeper has got to be the Toronto Blue Jays. I think the Toronto Blue Jays have a good chance of winning that division. Mm -hmm. They're young, they're young, talented kids of former players are going to have to start stepping up. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what, this is an extremely talented ball club. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what, you better watch out for Toronto Blue Jays because I think they could be right there with the best of them also. Sure. I'll say this too, Augie. I hope the Angels, you're talking about Otani and, and Trout. I hope the Angels can make it. I, I would hate to see Mike Trout go through yeah. a whole career without yeah. like. I was, agree. Every, I yeah. mean, see no post. Come on, man. And Otani's so, a free agent after this coming is season. He really? right? I think. Jim's- Jim's yes, doing little, Jim doing a little Biden impression. Come on, man. Come All on. Right, so. <laughs> anyway. you gotta, that's the thing. They say Steve, Steve, uh, Steve Trout, he was a pitcher. Mike Trout, um, he not only has had a team that, you know, he got in on the Angels when they were going down. He's on the team is on this descent, but they also play in the Pacific time zone. So a lot of people, you know, most of the country, they don't get to see him. And when they see yeah. a team in LA, it's, it's the Dodgers. I agree. You want Mike Trout in the mix. You want Otani in the mix. I think yep. uh, they've got to have a good year. They worry about losing him. And some people think the Dodgers have not been that active on the free agent front, because yeah. a lot of people think the Dodgers Wait, are kind of in the waiting to try to get 600 Ohtani. million. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you can do both. You can hit and pitch. All right. Before we reveal who won last year's uh, picking contest here, and we asked for, and we asked for, and we asked for picking for this year, I'm gonna. I'll ask that one one question. I'll give you some names. Who should be in the Hall of Fame? I'll give you three names that probably should be there: Mm -hmm. Dale Murphy, Mattingly, Steve Garvey. How are those three not in the Hall of Fame? Augie, which which uh, one sticks in your craw the most? Bill uh, Murphy, I think when you look at what he did for Atlanta uh, and the way he, the type of ball player was, I, uh, Steve Garvey had his fame and, and and that was all fine and dandy when he went to 
I remember when he went was traded down to San Diego. Greg Brock took over. Good friend of mine. Love yeah. Greg Brock. Good man. Uh, but uh, when I look at a guy who was with an organization the entire time, uh, it's hard for me not to pick Don Mattingly. What a consummate, consummate baseball player, a coach, and just love the way he loves the game uh, and really has a, a good, big love for the game. But I think what Dale Murphy did for Atlanta and what he did for baseball is bigger than all three of them. Jeff, all right. you all right. one of I, those three. Okay. I am with you, Mr. Byer, 100% on Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey, I think, was a victim of how he betrayed his own image, you know, as the goody two-shoes milk and cookies guy, and he had some stuff off the field, and he had some financial messes. I'm not saying that's not why he's in the Hall of Fame, but I think I think people forget because of that how good Steve Garvey was. He's a 10-time All-Star. He went free agent to the Padres, who had been nothing, and they wore the taco-colored uniforms back then, and they switched to these really odd uniforms at the time, and they go to the World Series in 84, and they win the uh, uh, in the uh, National League Championship Series. He hits the home run to get them to decide in Game 5 against the Cubs, by the way, as they became the second team to come back from 0-2 in a championship series to win three straight. And we know who the first team was. It was in 82, the Brewers against the Angels. I think it's Garvey all the way. He's a two-time championship series MVP. I think he's a 10-time All-Star. He led both teams to pennants. Most of his career was with the Dodgers. I put him in, and I'm going to really stir it up because I think, and I don't know if he'll ever get in because he's so controversial, I think as Jack Morris got on the Hall of Fame a couple years ago, and he totally deserved it for how he pitched in big games and how tough he was, I sometimes think Schilling should get in there but I, because I think Schilling was sort of like Jack Morris as a money pitcher. I'm not saying he's got the 300 wins because he doesn't, but Schilling, Schilling won World Series on these couple of different teams, but I think – I think his controversial uh, image and comments cost him because uh, I, I'd put him as another guy who should be in there. But That's a great point, Jeff. Great you know, point. I put I put Schilling in there as a pitcher, and I yeah. I go position player. I'm with you all the way on Steve Gard. Jim, to make uh, good radio or podcasting, uh, be adamant about Mattingly, just so we have a contrasting. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely! No, I was uh, that that was going to be my guy was Mattingly. Right. However, I'm also going to throw in. Somebody else is very controversial, and we're not going to go down this path, I think. But Mr. Pete Rose, we'll throw well, that out there, and we know the story behind that. But as a baseball player, he should be in. anyway. All right, what, I want a one word answer. We got we got the pro with us, Jerry Augustine, Pete Rose, in or out, Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of Bud Selig, and yeah. Bud Selig made a decision, and I stick with that decision. All right, well that's right. that's that, that's, that's the what yeah like I said I was I was mostly joking about that. We're not right. that if, if the rules are what yeah. they are, if the rules are what they are, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. If you take that aside yeah, and course. go purely as a player, yeah. it, it's such a tricky right. thing. No but question. they put that sign up. They put that sign up in every clubhouse, and he yeah. knew it. Yeah, and he knew it, and yep. it's just a shame because he yeah. was one of the best players of all yeah. time. All right, so let's reveal the winner of last year's picking contest. Uh, no contest, I should say. It was not a contest. Augie comes through. <laughs> of course, you know, he's, the, he's, the, he's the guy that played the game. Uh, Jim played the game on a smaller diamond. Uh, <laughs> it was the same size uh, diamond. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but last year, he went with Houston winning against the Dodgers. Obviously, Houston did win. And so we'll give him that, and the Dodgers made the playoffs. Second place, I'll go to Jim. I'll nice. go with Jim. 
Jim has the Dodgers, who made the playoffs, over the Red Sox. And then okay. last, our, our commentator for many years for Fox Sports, oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, Jeff, what did I have? Yeah, Jeff Jeff went with his heart. Brewers yeah. over the White Sox. Oh uh, yeah, I yep. went. Yeah, I I was a I was a total contrarian buffoon, <laughs> is what I was. I yeah. remember as the baseball season went on, I I was remembering our picks, and I thought, you know, maybe the way the Brewers start, I thought, yeah, maybe, 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 yeah. and then they make the hater trade. I thought, oh, this oh, is going to cost me with the three sucked. of you. And then the thing with the White Sox, <laughs> they were all over the map last year. Yeah, I, I guess I I you're, just was being kind of silly with my ninety four series. You were lost in nostalgia. Yes, what it was. Yeah, whole conversation about how the Brewers and the White Sox. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. so let's let's go in order. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Augie. Augie, uh, World Series. Who plays? Who wins? Okay, uh, from the National League, I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. I just think this is their year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just think it'd be great for baseball. Yep. Uh, on the on the American League side, I'm going to go a little bit differently. I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. I think it's the Toronto Blue Jays and the San Diego Padres. And I honestly, God, believe the San Diego Padres are going to win the World Series. All right. How about those that? Be, those, those teams are possibly the most geographically far apart in the league, other than maybe Miami and Seattle. All right. So let's move, <laughs> on, let's move on to Jim. Jim, uh, we've got uh, Augie saying San Diego over Toronto. Jim, what do you got? Well, I mean, Augie won last year, right? Yep. So I'm going to go with Blue Jays and Padres. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to, I talked about the, well, uh, Augie talked about the Phillies too, but I talked about the Phillies, you know, where I think they can, they lost last year. I think it's kind of like, you know, you see, and I, I go back to football. A lot of times you got these teams that are just good enough. They make it to the, to the, to the Super Bowl and the next year they're, they really are solid. And so I'm going to go with Phillies. They're going to make that push and they're going to win and they're going to beat, uh, let's see. We talked about, uh, the Yankees. So you're going to beat the Yankees. The Yankees. Okay. Give me Yankees, yeah. uh, Phillies. Oh, what a series. Yeah. yeah. Now Jim, yeah. Jim is going much more geographically close. Yeah. Phillies, Yankees, you can, you, other than the subway series, I don't know if you can get any closer than that. <laughs> yeah, not, not God, that's a good yeah, one. right. Yeah. All right. So let's go to, uh, I use this term loosely, our expert. Uh, <laughs> I am not an expert. I am not an expert. I am a host and an anchor. I, I you know, I slick back my hair. What, I put on was, the suit and I smile and I set up the expert. I am not an expert. Don't you forget it. You, you should write a sequel uh, to Howard uh, Howard Cosell's book. I never played the game, or what? Yeah, was yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was right. I never played the game, and, played and then the I'd game. have an ellipsis and I'd put, and all my friends know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right, okay. Let's hear your pick. Uh, okay. Well, no I ninety four thing for me at all. Um, I'm gonna kind of t- a little bit of this, a little bit of that from my uh, cohorts here. Um, I'm gonna go Yankees against Padres. I. I'm very, I was going to go Yankees, Phillies, but, uh, I'm, I can't completely copy Jim this time. I, I've got to try to car, pave my own way here. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go opposite coasts. I'm going to have the Aaron Judge theme, the team he turned down, the team he stayed with. I think it's Ooh. Yankees and Padres opposite coasts. And I think, uh, I'd love to see the Padres do it because if you guys remember watching those playoffs, um, San Diego came to life. You know, they don't have the Chargers anymore. That was their team. They love those Chargers in San Diego. They're gone. That city came to life with some of the most intense crowds in the playoffs. I'd love to see it for San Diego. I'm going to go Yankees, Padres in the World Series. You know, I didn't talk any of my uh, selections because I'm not nearly as knowledgeable as you guys. 
but I'm always for the team that's good that hasn't won, and that's San Diego. And so I'm with uh, with the crowd here saying I want San Diego plus the uniforms. Get back to the start yes. of it. You yep. know how many brown colored uniforms are out there other than the, other than the University guys? of Wyoming? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean it's uh, again yeah. everybody is blue, red, black. Yeah. And I kind of like these colors that are a little bit different. So I'm yep. going to go for the, I'm going to go for the Browns as well. Last year we talked about at the very end of the podcast about how we might get together when the Brewers make the playoffs. Are we going to have that podcast this year finally? Oh, uh, what do you think, Augie? Brewers going to, Brewers going to make the playoffs? Boy, I, I, you know, it's, I think it's going to be really tough. I, I think when you look at the division, do they have a chance? I think they do have a chance. I think it's, uh, it's going to be about guys like, uh, Brian Anderson. It's going to be Jesse Winker. It's going to be Christian Yelich. It's not going to be the starting pitching. I think the bullpen has a lot to be looked at and they have to come through and Craig has to do a great job, but you need these guys that they picked up that, that Matt Arnold, who I think did a great job of reconstructing a team. I think it's those guys he picked up have to really step up for the ball club. Yeah. I think they got to play out of their minds, those guys. I think it's yeah. all got to fall. I think it's all got to fall into place. I really do. And that doesn't mean it can't happen. Um, I, I'm going to, you, know, you asked a yes, no question. I'm, I'm going to say no for this year. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Well, I hope, I, I hope we're wrong as well because we love getting together, the two friends, Jeff and Absolutely. Augie, for these podcasts. It's always a lot of fun. And I hope that we have this podcast here come October. Uh, so do I. Cross our fingers. All right, guys. Thanks again. Let's hope it's not a year. Let's hope it's a half a year. All right. You got it. You got it. All right. Thanks a lot, Augie. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we talk with musician Paul Grevesmill. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.